Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Clive Urquhart. It's great to, um, to be together. I think it's important that we, that Stephen's been here this morning on the day that we are all together and that this is Holocaust Remembrance or Memorial Day, really important. Um, why? Because we, we live according to this book. We live according to what is written in this book. This book, the Bible, describes who God is. It describes his purpose, his purposes, what he is unfolding. It helps us to see where are we in the kind of time frame of the world. Um, it helps us to keep right thinking, a right heart. It helps us to see his heart for people. Remember that God is on his own side. God doesn't change his mind because of things that are going on here on earth. He loves people and he wants every person to know him. We know there's a battle going on on the earth and it, we could use good versus evil, God versus the devil. Uh, and there's opposition to God's purposes being outworked on the earth. And we always have to keep in mind, God loves people. So the battle, the battle is not against people as the Bible describes, is against principalities and powers of this dark world. Stephen described, that, you know, Molech. Uh, it, it's a spirit, it, it's a supernatural, it's a demonic spirit, you know, that wants to steal, kill and destroy. And it's repeating through the generations. Um, and so don't take your narrative of what is going on in the world from the telly, from the TV. The telly shows how old I am, doesn't it? Uh, or from social media. Don't just, don't just be taken in by the way a news channel is, is communicating what is going on and what is happening. There are narratives in the media. There are storylines in the media. Uh, uh, please don't sit there and just say, you know, I'm, I'm being... What do you call it? When people put stuff on, on YouTube and say you're making it up, what do you call it? Yeah, please don't say, oh, Clive, that's conspiracy. Um, Jane and I know enough people and have enough reliable news feeds along with other people that we know that are on the ground, they know what's really going on and, and all of that. And so we have to make sure that we are lining up with God and his word. Really important. So a word that can describe that is agreement. That we are agreeing with God. Now, in our, this year, the first few months of the year, we are focusing on prayer. Personal prayer. How do you develop your own personal history, your relationship with God? But also, how does God want us to pray together? as a church, corporately? What does that look like? How do you pray effectively? How do you pray in a strong way? Um, and, and 
God is wanting to strengthen the prayer life of all of us personally, our relationship with him, and how we pray his, his will on earth as it is in heaven. And at the heart of that is agreement. The first place of agreement in our lives has to be with God, his will, his heart, his purpose. That's where we start. And at the beginning of the year, we, we talked about five things that we're kind of unpacking, well, that are going to be really important across the year. The first one is Jesus is Lord. So his lordship in our lives. He's in charge. Anybody else want to join in this morning? <laughs> Jesus is Lord. So his lordship, everything in our life, we, we yield to him. We surrender to him, okay? Second one was dependence on the Holy Spirit. Okay, that we rely on the, not on our own wisdom, experience and all of that. Now, we learn things in life, but whatever we learn in knowledge or experience, or we, we still want to depend on God. We want to depend on him in how we're living yeah. so we don't depend on ourselves. And we want to make sure that we're being led in our lives by the Holy Spirit. Third thing was prayer, the power of prayer or being a people of prayer. The fourth thing was being a covenant community, a community of people where we love one another, we serve one another, we are for one another, all of that. And the, third, the fifth one was the true gospel, that we're seeking to live the true gospel and share the true gospel with people out in the world. And we know that truth is something that is under fire massively at this time. And there's people that say, well, this is my truth. This is the new truth. Okay, there's only one truth. Now, this is it in here, right? And, and we're seeking to, to live that out uh, in our lives. So agreement is so, so important. When we, we, go through, when we read through the Bible, we see when the people of God uh, through the Old Testament, uh, when, when they walked with God in agreement with him, they were blessed. Things went well. And the other nations around, they overcame them. That the people of Israel walked forward with God. But when they disagreed with God or did their own thing, okay, they weren't blessed in the same way. And ultimately, they were scattered to the nations. But we know in Ezekiel 36, it talks about God because he's a covenant God. He's going to bring his people back into the land. He's going to bring people back and show who he is to them. It's written in here, right? And so we know God's love for the Jewish people. But what it shows is when people walk with God, we walk in the ways of God and the purposes of God, and we see his will worked out in our lives and around us where we are. But when we don't walk with God or we don't agree with him, then there's some bumps in the road that begin to appear. Um, so we've been going through... 21 days of prayer and fasting. This is the, the finish yesterday in that sense. And one of the things in times of prayer and fasting that, that God does, he always reestablishes agreement between us and him, first of all. And, and you know as well as I do, you know when you pray and fast, you spend a bit more time with God. We, we spend more time with one another. How many of the encounter nights have been amazing over the last few weeks, what God's been doing. But what, he, what he's been doing on those evenings is as much through people, all of us, as it is from one or two on a platform. What God has been saying and speaking, the prayer and everything else going on, so many people have been involved in releasing, if you like, what God is doing and what he is saying amongst us. And each one's been very, very different. But what, what is he doing? God is activating who he is in us in a fresh way. 
That activation comes in a place of agreement in our lives with him. And agreement comes from not just one moment of saying yes to him, but agreement comes as we continually daily say yes to him. We surrender daily to him. We yield daily to him because there's enough bombardment every day from so many things around us that want to try and disconnect us with God and believe something else. And so that, that daily yielding surrender agreement to him is so, so important. But what else does that agreement do? It enables agreement between us. Now, agreement personally, individually with God is, is important. And this is just as important that we have agreement with one another. Let's take the story of uh, the, the Israelites came to the Jordan. They were going to cross over to Jericho. God promised them, um, you know, began to speak to them about crossing into the promised land. And <clears throat> God gave them a plan. And God knew in order for that plan to succeed, everybody's got to be in agreement. And so in the natural, they couldn't take the city in their own strength. But God gave them a supernatural plan. In the natural, the plan was ridiculous, right? You know, walk around the city one day for, set, for six days. Don't say anything. Just walk around. And then on the seventh day, you're going to walk around seven times. And when you go around, you're going to blow trumpets, shout and praise and holler. And, and I'll give you the victory. And we know that what happened is they walked round the, on the seventh day, the walls were destroyed, pushed into the ground, whatever happened, and they routed the, the city and, and, and they had a victory. Maybe one of the reasons God said to them, walk round in silence, is because he knows how much murmuring and complaining might have gone on because he knows what we're like as people. If he said, do this, it sounds ridiculous. We'd all be walking round every day going, what on earth are we doing? Why has God told us to do this? It's ridiculous. This isn't going to take a city. We would, and, and God knows sometimes when he says, that's what I'm going to do, but just keep your mouth shut. Just work through what's going in your heart because I don't want loads of negative. Because the, the negative, the complaining, the moaning, the, the doubt, the unbelief, all affects the agreement with him. Because right. yeah. what's in the heart overflows from the no. mouth, right? And, and so I think there's a bit of wisdom with God there telling, you know, how many people there were, millions of people walking around. And he's like, just stay silent because I know if you don't, you're going you're gonna to blow it, right? Yeah. Um, and they did stay silent. They agreed with God. See, even staying silent was agreement in that moment. We're going to do what God is saying. Then they did what he said on the seventh day. They had victory. Now, one of the things God said before, there's only one thing you can't do, apart from not speaking, is all the plunder, this is what God said, is mine. Now, when God says that, they knew anything that belongs to God is sacred. So they had this amazing victory. When they went in, one person took a cloak and some other um, uh, price, you know, expensive items, hid them under his tent. Now, the next city was AI. Interesting, modern day AI, you know. The next city was AI. They looked at it and they thought, well, it's a much, much smaller city. You know, we've got a massive army. We can, we can deal with this. And now in their excitement of winning, overcoming Jericho, they, uh, they just thought, well, we can take AI. We don't even need the whole army. Just send a few people. <laughs> to take Jericho, they inquired of the Lord. God, what are you saying? 
he, God spoke to Joshua, gave them a clear strategy. They followed what he said in agreement with him and they had a victory. They then thought, well, because of the victory and the momentum, we can deal with this now. We can go in our own strength and have a victory. And what happened is they were routed. They were chased away. They lost and Joshua couldn't get it. He was upset. He went before God and he was on the floor and God turned up and said, what are you doing? Stand up. And he's like, oh, la, 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 la. You know, he's moaning, complaining. And God said, hang on a minute. He said, there's sin in the camp. Somebody took some of the sacred things I told you not to say. And <clears throat> so they had got everybody together, found out who it was. They obviously found all the stuff and they had to deal with uh, the situation. Once they had agreement, once they dealt with the issue, and, and Joshua then back to the Lord and said, okay, God, what are you saying? Then God told him what to do to then have the victory in AI. Yeah. They did what he said and they had a victory. Now, you think about the whole nation. Only one person, there was only one person that actually did something that God told him not to do. Only one out of millions. And yet it stopped the nation having a victory. Wow. Think about that. Translate that into today. God calls his people to see his purpose on earth outworked. His will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? But, he, he, but there has to be agreement with God and with one another in order for that to be worked out in the way that God wants it to. And so... The scenario back with, with the Jericho and AI thing, that was the, the, the impact of one person. Now, if we translate into now, we would sit here going, well, hang on a minute. Are you saying we've all got to be absolutely perfect? And if we're all, and unless we're perfect, God's not going to do anything. Well, we all know we're not perfect, right? Is anybody in the room perfect? I know as, as in Christ Jesus, he sees us as holy and perfect, right, in that sense. But how many of you live perfect? If, if, you, if you are living that life, please come up here and I'll sit down and you can, you can speak for the, the next five minutes and finish the meeting off. What God is looking at is the intention of the heart. That's it. Our intention is, I want to live in the way that you want me to live. Yeah. I want to d- cultivate relationship with you in the way that you want me to have that relationship. I don't want to do anything in my life that is called sin. I don't want to do that. I know there's wars that go on in me sometimes, like the Apostle Paul talked about, but I don't want to. So I want to seek to live in a right way. So we want to be in agreement with him. We also want to be in agreement with one another. I recently heard a story, uh, watched a video of an interview of an African believer who's a, a leader in a nation there, some of you might have seen it online. It's a three-hour interview. He, he, was, the, uh, he, he was born... Um, his mum went to, uh, like, a witch or, or a, uh, you know, to, to be able to get pregnant, to have a baby and, and whatever went on there. And the day he was born, he was presented to that witch. 
And, and there was a marriage ceremony that took place on the day he was born between that baby and this 60-year-old witch. Okay? He was born into that. Now, it, 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 it's like, does your head in when you think about it, right? He grew up by the age of six and nine. People from around Africa that were into the occult and demonic were coming to him to receive power from him at the age of nine. He grew up in this, that, and the other. Saw some crazy things happen. So he's, Now, he's not boasting about all of this stuff when you watch the interview. What the interview is really about is helping us as believers to understand the power that we have in prayer. That's right. He, they held a national conference, 1,200 of all the leading people across Africa that were heading up witchcraft and, and all this kind of stuff around the whole nation. And... Normally, he said, in that conference, we, uh, it's, it's full of confidence and a bit of arrogance and everything else that we're doing and how we're controlling so many things across the continent of Africa without many people influ- influencing this and that and the other. He said, but in this conference, he said, there was something, there was an uncertainty, there was an anxiety, there was, there was what's going on, there's something going on. And, and in their, their way, they had a demonic download of a load of information where there was a pastor and 20 women praying somewhere outside the city. And he said they had this download that, that these were women that couldn't read or write, not educated women. And, and they knew these, this pastor and these 20 women praying were affecting what was going on. And because of what they were shown demonically, okay, just stay, stay with me for a minute, right? Because this is showing that we, um, they couldn't operate in what they, they normally operated in. Yeah, that's right. and, and he said, we must find these people and infiltrate their prayer. And what they found out is these, these 21 people had agreed together in agreement, made covenant, they'd agreed together for 90 days to meet six hours a day to pray for the power of witchcraft and the occult to fall in that nation. And and what they were shown was, again, this was demonically, they were 68 days into it and had 22 days left. And if they didn't stop these people from praying or infiltrate it in some way, then it would would completely impact all of the people at this conference and their livelihoods and everything else and whatever they represented uh, would be massively affected. So they were like, well, we've got to go after them. But what he said to the people that were going to help him was, we can't attack them because if if we do, we will die. Because the power of their prayer is more powerful than any power we have. Now think about it. These are the the leading people across Africa who head up all the demonic, the occult and everything else across a continent saying that we can't take these people on and just go and attack them. These 21 people, 20 of them that are praying women that can't read or write and they're not educated because the power they have is more than ours. And this is what he said. So we need to find out some chinks in their armour, in their lives, where we can affect the effectiveness of their prayer and try and water it down. And again, because of what they're tapped into demonically, they had a download of a book for each one of these people's lives about their lives. And they started reading these books. This is, this is, right? And when they read these books, they found a few chinks in people's lives. So he went with two women 
to this church. Well, he didn't. He prayed outside the, uh, in the countryside. But the two women went to the church and they found there was a chink in the pastor's armour to do with money and somebody else in this group of 20 who had an offence against someone else. If we can just chink, get, if we can get him somehow with the money or get the person to rise up in a fence who's offended with somebody, we're going to affect the power and the agreement. And if we can affect that agreement, we'll break the power of their prayer. Now, why am I telling you this? Here's a guy that grew up in all of that stuff, got radically saved, born again, totally set free from every demonic thing that was in his life, right? Uh, planted loads of churches, heads up a massive prayer movement in, in Africa and um, th- th- just seeing amazing things happening, right? And basically what he was saying is, hey, church, yeah. you need to understand the power of prayer, yeah. but what you need to understand is the power of agreement. Yeah. And what he said was, you can't have anything outstanding, firstly with God, but secondly with one another. Yeah. That you can't make sure if there's any offence, upset, disagreement, whatever, between anybody in the church that you are in, you need to sort that out. You need to go and ask forgiveness. You need to repent to one another. You need to deal with any issues. If you've got a moan or a complaint or something, you must go and sort that out. If it's with your leaders, go and talk to them. If it's with someone else in the body, go and sort it out. He said, because it affects the effectiveness and the power of prayer. And that's coming from a guy who's operated on the wrong side at high levels and is operating now in the kingdom of God, seeing incredible things happen. There's the spiritual reality. Are you there? Yes. And this it links back to this story. The guy took a few things, put them under his tent. It affected the, the whole nation going forward. Yes, 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 yes. And that's why it's so important as a body, we live clean with one another yes. in our hearts, in our minds, in our attitudes, and in our relationships. Yes. So, so important because it affects how we move forward as a people. So what did Jesus pray just to finish? He taught us how to pray. He said, our Father in heaven, that's relationship. Father, who are in heaven. If someone's got a father, they must have kids. So it's about sonship, it's relationship, sonship. We're children of God, right? Then it says, hallowed be your name. The word hallowed is holy, sacred, revered is your name, honoured is lordship. It says, your kingdom come. What is that? His kingdom is his rule and reign. His Lordship, right? This is really, really brief. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is that? It's his purpose, his will, not mine, his, not anybody else's, his will be done. Then it says, give us today our daily bread. Now, we often think about that as daily provision. But the word bread there actually relates more to the word. Give us the daily word that we need to live today according to your word. Are you there? Um, then Then it talks about forgive us our debts as we also forgive others. Agreement. There's the agreement. 
Agreeing with God, first of all, then agreement with one another. Right relationships, no offence, nothing outstanding. Um, It's so, so important. Lead us not into temptation. What does that mean? Live clean and deliver us from evil. Thank you that you are our protection in that way and and so on and so forth. So Jesus didn't say just pray it as as sentences. He's, He's helping us to understand what God's will is, how do we pray, and what that, that looks like. And I just want to jump to one more verse, okay? It's in 1 John 5, 14 and 15. It says, This is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will. So if we're going to ask according to His will, we need to be in agreement with His will, Okay. Then what does it say? If we know that, uh, sorry, if we ask according to his will, he hears us. And then it says, if if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Now, that's all in line with his will. So we're not saying we can ask whatever we want and he'll just give. It's everything in line with his will, what, what he wants, okay? So there has to be agreement there. Then what does it say in Matthew 18, 19? Jesus is teaching here. If you read Matthew chapter 18, the whole chapter is actually about agreement, or the, certainly up to verse 19. You can read that in your own time. We haven't got time to unpack that now. The whole thing is about agreement. It starts with humility, the beginning of the chapter, goes into living clean. It, it goes into how we relate to one another. It's all about agreement. Then he comes to this. Again, I, I truly tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything that you ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Now, the word agree there, okay, what it actually means, if you unpack the Greek there, the, the word agreement isn't just in a prayer meeting. Somebody says, I believe God wants to do this. And you say, yeah, okay, great, let's agree. What it's talking about is people that, that are in agreement with one another in their lives. Amen. That's a bit deeper than just saying, well, I believe God wants to do this. Well, yeah, all right, I'll agree with you then. You know, or, or whatever in a moment. Because yeah. I don't, you know... What he's talking about is the way we're living in agreement with one another. And so this is a power of agreement uh, as, uh, in prayer in terms of living in that, in that way. Just to finally chuck one more verse in because might as well add another one. <laughs> Acts 16, verses 4 and 5. This is uh, what happened in Jerusalem. The apostles and the elders and those that led you know, the, the church, as it were, and going out. They, they would pray, they would hear things, and they sent out stuff that needed to be taught and, and to make sure that churches adhered to the word of God and, and everything. And this is Paul and some others going out. It says, as they, Paul, the Apostle Paul, as they traveled from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. Yeah. Now, modern, we don't like the word obey in our 21st century culture <laughs> because the word obey in our 21st is, is control. Well, you want, me, you want to control me. You want to manipulate. You want me just to be obedient, to obey. Actually, obedience in relationship with God is liberate, it's liberty, it's freedom. Yes, yes, yes. 
How many of you know that when you don't live the way that God wants, everything kicks off in the wrong way inside? You feel out of sorts, uh, uh, you know, you lose your peace, you feel out of your, oh, you know, all of that. But you know, when you walk in the ways of God, that's what it means to be obedient. To be obedient actually means to walk in the ways of God. When you live in that way, on the inside, it's like, doesn't mean you don't have struggles and challenges, but on the inside, there's something there that is living in a place of rest. That's like, God, I want to do that because when I live in your ways or in obedience, man, there's peace, there's rest, there's joy. And you're in a place then to overcome and not be overcome. Okay, so let's jump to our feet together. Um, just take a moment or two just to pray and, and respond today. But I want to encourage you, this, this power of agreement, so key going forward. God's been, when we have prayer and fasting, he, he real, he's realigning us to make sure we know. So what is God saying to us at this time? How are we moving forward as a body together? And uh, what does it mean to be in agreement with him and with each other? Because God's activating his life in us. He's activating, and this is going to continue on over these next few weeks into well, the next couple of months of how God wants us to move forward as a church. Just while you're standing, it's, just, it's really encouraging what God is doing at the moment, what's happening in the life of the church. Um, in Crawley, increasingly through, in the Crawley congregation, increasingly through last year, people praying, going out into the town, into the town centre, beginning to see people giving their lives to the Lord, responding, new people coming each week. And, and I know if you're part of the Crawley congregation, you probably know better than I do, but um, there's a buzz, there's a life, there's something fresh happening in Crawley at this time. And there's, there's currently three new believers groups going on, the people that are giving their lives to the Lord. There's a bunch of people going to be baptised next month in February. Um, it's like something fresh is happening. I know one of you came to the encounter nights. Uh, one of the, I think it's the first one in the Crawley congregation. Somebody came up to me and said, I'm so excited about what God's doing in Crawley. It's amazing. We've got new people coming, people giving their lives to the Lord. It's just there. It's like we've come alive in a new way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so God is, is it's exciting. And God said last year, increase, increase, increase. Now that means increase in us. Some of that increase is fresh surrender, yeah. fresh yielding, yeah. increase of faith, yeah. increase of confidence, boldness, increase of love. But it's also an increase of God at work, increase of people giving their lives to Jesus, people being healed and set free, right? That's all part of that increase. Yeah. Um, in uh, Burgess Hill, again, there, there's such a sense of one heart, one mind there, what God is doing. The congregation, as it is, been going now for about three, maybe a bit more than that, and we're church in the home or home hubs and what's been developing. There's now about 60 adults or so, something like that, in, in Burgess Hill. But there's such a sense of oneness, one heart, one mind, and God activating and releasing people into, into what he's doing. And, and another home hubs are coming alive, and one of them needs to become two because of the way it's growing and developing. And, and it's exciting what is, what is happening. There's a disciple-making, disciples culture that is growing and developing in Burgess Hill. How many from Burgess Hill are excited about what God's doing in Burgess Hill? I know you guys, oh, it's brilliant. In Worthing, brilliant. Kai and Andrea became the leaders of the congregation somewhere last year in the middle of, I don't know when it was now, in the summer, <laughs> can't remember. But you're just entering into a whole new season in Burgess Hill of what God's going to be doing, how he's galvanising the congregation. Again, at Worthing, sorry, go, what did I say? Oh, anyway, Worthing. 
And uh, again, home hubs and forming those and shaping those and what's going to be taking place for this year. I'm, it's, it's going to be really, really exciting. So we want to encourage Kai and Andrea. Dropped in it a bit, but learning a lot on the journey, which is brilliant. Yeah. And then here in Horsham, uh, again, especially as the autumn came through, uh, just increasing amount of people beginning to go out. Some people going in Craw as part of the Crawley guys going, but then in Horsham, beginning to go out and other things through Alpha and other things. There's in the last three months, we've seen 50 people join the congregation here in the last three months, <laughs> and. There's three new believer groups here in Horsham as well, people going through first steps and what God is doing. There was a bunch of people baptised just before Christmas. There's some more that are, are needing to be baptised in the next month or two here as well. And so it's like this, that God is at work, God is moving, right? Yeah. So it's not that he's not doing anything and we've got to be this, he, God is moving, God is working, he's stirring, he's activating, he's releasing who he is through our lives. Amen. But what God is saying is there's no spectators. He's called all of us to be part of what he's doing. Yes. And every life matters. Amen. Every heart matters. Amen. Every attitude matters. Amen. Your faith matters. Your love matters. Your prayer matters. Amen. Your worship matters. Your relationships matter. Because we're a body. God does not see the church as a bunch of people who just come to a service on a Sunday morning and then we go home and get on with it. God sees us as his people on earth. Yep to take his kingdom to all of those around us. And part of that is we gather to worship like this or we gather in homes or whenever we, we come together in different ways. Amen? So God is shifting some of how we understand who we are and what we're about. So maybe just close your eyes for a minute and, and firstly just say, Father, I thank you that I know you or something like that. Just thank you for who he is in your life and just thank him that he's brought you to be part of kingdom faith. He could have taken you somewhere else, but for this season of your life, you're here. Those of you know, this is it, I'm called here. I want to, I'm part of this kingdom faith family. Now, just talk to the Lord. Father, if there's anything where I'm out of agreement with you, would you show me? Because I want to be in right alignment with you in the way I'm living, how I'm honouring you, walking in your ways in obedience. And if there's any way I'm out of kilter with anybody else, if I'm moaning, complaining about anybody, I want to get my heart right, I should have forgiven me and cleansed my heart. If you need to go and make something right with someone else, you really need to do that. And deal with any issues. If you don't know how to do that, you're like, I just, I wouldn't even know how to do it. Come and, come and have a conversation with us, myself, uh, Colin, and we'll help you. We'll point you and we'll help you with it, okay? It's so, so important that we're in right relationship with each other. If there's any moans and complaints about other people, you might not be out of sorts with them, but you're just moaning about them or something, or you're upset with someone or with me or Colin or Jane or someone in leadership, just sort your heart out. And if you need to come and have a conversation, have it. We're not going to blow you out the water. We're not going to say, oh, about time or anything like that. Or I don't know what's going on in your heart. But there might be something, I don't know, I've got blind spots and blinkers like everybody else or any of us have. And if, if we need to say sorry to you for something, then we're going to do that. 
Do you know what I mean? Because relationships are two way. Yeah. Father, I thank you for that revelation of the power of agreement going forward. How you want us to live in agreement with one another and what you're doing, the depth of relationship, friendship, covenant amongst us. And when we pray together, the power of that and the effectiveness. God said to me the other day, I'll finish with this. There are, there are things that happen in prayer that you cannot do with your hands. Amen. And this is why prayer is so, so important. Yes. Yes. Without prayer, no salvations. Amen. Without prayer, no breakthroughs. Amen. If we try and evangelize without prayer, we'll have great conversations, but nothing will happen. Amen. And so, yeah, he's calling us to be a people of prayer. Yes. Thank you, Jesus, for all you're doing. Just turn to somebody next You say, I'm glad you're here. Just tell them, I love you very much. You're amazing. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.